Welcome back to the Transform Your Mind to Transform Your Life, the podcast. This is Life Coach Radio, and you're listening to this week's episode of Author's Corner. Author's Corner is where we feature and showcase our local authors. And today, my guest is Elizabeth Pizzarello. She's an author, advocate, and her book is called Eclipsed. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much, Myrna, for having me. You're very welcome. I, uh, when I, you know, when you contacted me regarding your story, I know that it was one that I would like to share with my audience because I've never had anyone on the show talk about blindness. And um, it's, it's one of those catastrophes, as if you want to call it that, that few people can imagine living in. So um, thank you, for Elizabeth, for being on the show and sharing your journey and inspiring the listeners um, with your story. So let me give you guys a short um, introduction to Elizabeth. Two weeks before graduating college, Elizabeth was diagnosed with a genetic eye disease that contributed to her eventual blindness by age 38. It took a shift in perception to break through the intense fear to become capable of meeting then rising about this enormous challenge. After 12 years of living in the dark, Elizabeth received a newly developed lens implant procedure with miraculous results. The surgery took her from a status of complete blindness to the limited use of one eye. The inspiration for writing her book, Eclipsed, came from a moment of profound gratitude for the journey and the desire to help others find their way when dealing with catastrophic loss. Yes, so Elizabeth, yeah, it takes some bravery to navigate that world. So tell us, how did you build confidence and acclimatize to a life in the dark? That was one of the most difficult, challenging things I've ever experienced because I had all these dreams, you know, I was, I was graduating with two degrees. I was on the top of the world there. And the doctor said to me, you're going blind. And I never expected that. You know, I, I thought really he was going to say a couple eye drops. <laughs> no. And I, I, I remember sitting there as if it like was yesterday asking him, when is this all going to happen? And he said, well, things look the way they we see it, you're going to be blind by 38. That right there, I think getting that news and that shaking of my confidence, when those two worlds collided, it destroyed me. All I could do was spin. And I, I would spin and spin. I spin for five years. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I think the hardest thing was to actually hear myself say, Beth, you were going blind. Because for a while there, it was so unbelievable. It was like I ignored it. It wasn't going to happen to me. It just couldn't happen to me. But it was. And so I didn't discuss it, honestly. You know, and I couldn't read a menu in a restaurant. So, you know, I'm having a little bit of sight problem. Going blind is a big little sight problem. And I think that things started really turning when I got real with myself. This was big. 
And I had to acknowledge that and, and then come to terms with it as far as accepting it. And I think that's where the whole world changed. Yeah. So from your bio, it seems that you had 12 years um, after you heard the news to actually going blind. So in those 12 years, um, did you lose your sight gradually? You mentioned a minute ago that you couldn't read a menu. But a lot of people have vision challenges with reading. Um, uh, so walk us through exactly what happened to your life. You know, going blind and then we'll, 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 the next question will be after you're blind. So walk us through that. The blindness occurred. It took a, over a long span of time. It was like pulling this bandage off your arm. Every day I'd wake up and wonder if I was going to have any sight or what was going on. The way my sight left me was that it closed in, started closing in where I could only start seeing the center. Then I started losing uh, perception like details. I could not see people's eyes and whatnot. So distinguishing characteristics were gone. So everybody was kind of a form. Then color left. Then everybody went behind wax paper and then you all disappeared in the dark. So when I opened up my eyes, I saw the same thing as when I closed them. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I lived that way for 12 years. But I have to say, Myrna, in, in, in this holiday season, the greatness of my story and that, as you say, the big miracle happened with me getting that operation that brought some sight back. I mean, that was a shazam. You know, if you believe in God, that's the kind of thing you read about, you know, shazam miracle. But I will say that equally important, a miracle occurred way before then. And that was when I reached a point where I could no longer have blindness define me. I had a wonderful life being blind. I had I met Elizabeth. You, you met my friend. I had wonderful, wonderful experiences. So my life no longer de was dependent on two eyes. That is an equally as important a miracle. And if you believe in God, God not only just let me survive this situation, but thrive. So when people ask during this Christmas season or any time, well, wow, you got a big miracle there. Yeah, I got that, you know, hit you over the head miracle that says, hello, you went from blind to sighted. But the, the bigger, equally as big miracle in my life was that I was able to th thrive and have a wonderful life through it all. And I say, thank God for that. Because I'll tell you, Myrna, when I found out I was going blind, I really didn't have too many positive things to say about my life. And people are things on the list. Yeah. I was mad at myself that I spent all those years studying, mad at this doctor who was trying to tell me I was going to go blind and then tell me some happy thing for other people happening right now, that I could not be happy for them, even though I should have been. But... It wasn't about me at that moment. And that's where I think, and then God, uh, God, I was mad, so mad. How could you do this? You know, I was the girl that 
you know, prayed and, and just tried to be the right person. I was trying to do all the right things. And I'm the one that goes blind. And I remember asking my mother, you know, I can't believe God let this happen to me. Why do I have to go blind? And my mother said to me, why not you? Because <laughs> you have one thing that everybody else has. You're a human being. So if you're looking for some target on your back, I don't think that you were God's brand new uh, game to play. And she says, you got to get real about that. And when I got to a point where I started to accept my blindness, let it be a part of my life because it was part of me, accept it, go with it. You know what? The biggest miracle I have to tell you was that I had a wonderful life while I was waiting in between for the big miracle to come. And that's what I'm telling people, especially during this Christmas season. What are you looking for? Because maybe God, like with me, was answering it in this little silent voice. It wasn't a, I got the big bang over the head. But, you know, I think that that is the greatness of my story, that bad things Yes, do happen to good people. Good people, yeah, yeah, yeah. good people too. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I love that. Now it's interesting that you say you thrive, and that comes from accepting anything. So I'm really glad that you said that because whatever you fight, you know, you increase. So um, the fact that you accepted it, and uh, you know, yes, you couldn't see. But as far as I know, once you lose one thing, the other perceptions increase. And I know that, you know, um, uh, you know, there's a singer, Stevie Wonder, that was born blind. And, you know, people offered him sights and he said he doesn't want sight because he is accustomed to the darkness and the blindness and he, he wouldn't take it. So, you know, the sighted people will look and say, um, uh, you know, that is a really catastrophic thing for me to have and you can't see and or whatever. But once you, once you, once you have whatever it is, whether it's blindness, whether it's a disease or you can't walk, whatever it is, once you accept it, then you grow from it. So I'm very glad that, um, you know, your story is of accepting and growing from you know whatever it is and, and 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 you're right there's blessings in it you know one of my favorite it just popped into my head one of my favorite um shows oh my gosh i was so addicted to the show was apple's seat where everybody <laughs> everybody was blind in the way that they you know what you know, what jason manoa did with that character it's just amazing everybody in the show could you know uh was blind so yeah it gave a new perception and depth to what you can do for the sighted and the not sighted all right now you received a miraculous surgery where you could only see in one eye how did that change your life the fact that maybe now you could see could you see definition can you see me oh. uh, or i'm i'm still behind wax paper <laughs> oh and that is uh, the amazing aspect to the surgery. You, I can see you color 2020. I can see your details. I can see everything about you. 
and but you're still in the center of this small like uh like like a scope you know what i'm saying because i cannot still not see the perimeter i have about 20 percent sight but the greatness is 20 is better than zero and so you know i'm so grateful that i have a, a second chance a second bite of the apple and it goes about appreciation and i tell people this the greatest gift i got from going blind was learning that learning to really appreciate every single aspect of what you can do, see, experience. Because, you know, when when I had sight, a weed uh, in between the sidewalk crack was a weed. You know, let's get rid of it. But when you have a dandelion in the crack of a sidewalk, after you've been blind for over 10 years, you are having a party over it because you can't believe you see that again. I will say... When people think about the surgery, a lot of people think about the, when you see the movies where people, you can see and then you can't see and all this jazz. No. Eight hours. He said, you're going to unbandage your eye. We don't know. Whatever you see, you see. And if you're still blind, well, you know, that's the way it goes. And we, my husband un, unbandaged me. And the first thing I saw was this old bureau I had brought to Florida from when I had moved down to New Jersey. And I thought, oh my goodness, can that be? And at first I thought I was dreaming. And then I went out to the entry of my house and my house had been destroyed with a hurricane. I was in the house with a hurricane struck all by myself and I was blind in a closet. So now I have sight back and I went out to the entry of the, of the house. It was rebuilt. And I remembered the old house because I had sight when I had it. And I said to my husband, where are we? And he says, the house. And I said, whose house? And he said, house. And I we live And he goes, you've lived here for a long time. And I looked around. And, you know, the first thing I thought of, I cried with gratefulness. Grateful, grateful, grateful. I just couldn't believe that something that even until this surgery came to be. I mean, this doctor had uh, had created the surgery only a year and a half prior to me going there, and only because I had a pain behind an eye that was blind. But I have to say, in an instant, I could see. But now, flashback to now. I haven't seen in 15 years. I am your modern-day Rip Van Winkle. When I left my, my sight, you all had that AOL guy running across for dial-up internet. Yeah, I yeah. come back, and you have smartphones with these little gizmos called icons. Well, well, well. Think about it. It's going. It's like going to prison and coming back out. So it's the same thing. Everything has changed. <laughs> I couldn't even figure. Out. I remember trying to get a soda out of the machine. I kept saying, "I see it. I see it," but I can't get it. And I asked this person. I said, "How do I get?" this this drink out of this machine oh and she laughed she said oh it's a it's a smart machine and i said well what do you do and she said well you touch this and she went to a couple things and at the end of it i went to go pay and i didn't even know how to pay with the credit card because when you're blind you hand the card to the cashier they take it yeah and it's a done deal now she's telling you that to figure out the hole to put it in the machine right yeah how do you do this and she's you know lady you are very funny. It is if you have never, ever seen this before. 
And I said, can I tell you something funnier? What would you say if I told you I never did it before? And she said, that would be a joke. Have a good day. And she and I left because I didn't have the blind pain anymore. I mixed it with the crowd. And I will say to you, there have been things that I have done with these smart machines that because I didn't know where to push, where to get your your stuff out of it. So I am the modern day Rip Van Winkle. I, I walk around in amazement. You know, what's the difference? And with science these days, I don't think that they anticipated that these miraculous surgeries or whatever they're going to do, what effect it has on people like me who have not, were not there the whole 12 years. So when I came back, the doctor assumed I was just going to pick up where I left off. But the world had changed so much. How do you just pick up? So... It's kind of been a lot of like fly and try, and sometimes I die down and hit the parking lot pavement. But it's a, but it's a beautiful thing. I'm seeing the joy in your in your face and in your whatever. Yes, yes, you've been given a second chance, so that's amazing. All right, so I understand the title of your book, Eclipsed. That is exactly what happens. You know, the sun, you know, the eclipse, and then it's darkness, and you can't see anything. So tell us, um, why did you write it? Um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, reading between the lines, you didn't just write it to share your blindness story. You're writing it as a motivational, inspirational message. And what do you want readers to walk away with after reading? Never give up. Because I tell people, I've, I've met up with a lot of younger people say, you know, I'm, I'm blind or whatever, or I can't walk or I have a problem. And I say, you know what? Look at me. You know, don't discount science right now. Science does miraculous things. Technology does miraculous things. But also, don't ever lose faith in what you can do. Because all of it is really pretty much on you. So if you have that confidence, you can really combat some of the the biggest obstacles that you thought you never could. Like for me, I thought, I'll never be happy unless I can sing. Right. Never is a long time. Yeah. And you can find happiness if you get that out of the sentence. Yeah. And be real with yourself. You know, be real. You know, I, I was kind of living on a dream. Like, oh, if only I could see, the world would be better. Well, yes and no. Because look, I can see and I'm saying that that also, when I came back, had it's it's situations too so i tell people you know this there's wondrous things that can be done never never give up hope but don't give up on yourself that's the most important thing because at the end of the day you can do miraculous things if you just believe in yourself yes and i've met a lot of blind people who have done things and i say my goodness you know or the big hallmark story is the blind gentleman who skied in the alps yeah. I mean, and I met a, 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 a reporter who said, can you beat his story? And I said, no, I, as a blind person, I would never think to ski down the Alps. And as a sighted person, I would never jump out of a plane to do, you know, right. I said, I crumbled with, cause she was saying with his blindness and there are people who go full force and, and we're going to conquer this. 
I was the other side of the population. I folded like a piece of paper. I mean, I just folded. I crumbled under the pressure. But at the end, we both can make it to where we want to be. And I think that that's the greatness in this story. So maybe as I come back to it, maybe the miracle that you're looking for is already happening. You just yes. don't see it. Yes. And that's where I that's where I was at. There were wonderful things happening and wonderful examples of people who could. I couldn't, you know, embrace that. But when you finally get on board with wanting your life back and happiness just differently, you know, it's never going to be the same, different. But happy is happy. What more can you say? And that's what I'm trying to tell people. I did five years, very sad, very depressed, sat in a chair, no hope. But you know what? The world kept going yeah. and people were making strides. So sitting in that chair wasn't going to bring me anywhere but being in that chair. And that's what I say to people. Even if you don't think I wasn't the bravest I was the bravest person, you know, you don't have to be the bravest person. You just have to have some belief in yourself. And when you're a little bit shaky, kind of try to pull yourself together and say, well, I know I can do this, build on those small victories. Well, gee, if I could do this, I think I might be able to do that next step. And I think that when you build on your small victories, you can get there just as at, you know, not as easily, but you can still get to that point that other people can. Who are the bravest? Yes, that's amazing. Beautiful. I'm inspired. Awesome. So where can our listeners um, uh, pick up a copy of your book? And uh, I'm not sure if you have social media. So um, tell us how they can connect with you. Uh, you can get my book on Amazon. Eclipsed, as you said, Elizabeth Pizzarello. You can buy that on Amazon. And you could see me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. It's it's Beth Pizzarello. And you can find me on Beth Pizzarello on Facebook, on Instagram. I have a website and I'm out there to just inspire people to have What's your website? What's what's your website? It is Elizabeth Pizzarello uh at oh I can it's out you can find me on Elizabeth Pizzarello. I'm, I'm like all rattled a little bit. I'm so okay. All right. Well, I'll search for it and link out for it, link out to it, or you can send me the yeah. link, you know, after the interview. I'll put so it. that I can put it in the show notes. Yes. Um, but yeah, Elizabeth, wow, listen. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. I um I feel your passion, I feel your confidence, I feel your gratitude, I, I see your glow. Um and it's great inspiration. Listen, guys, um, so run out and get a copy of Elizabeth's book. It's called Eclipse. Um, I will have a transcript of my conversation with Elizabeth on the show page. I will link out to her book on Amazon. I'll link out to her website and also her Facebook handle. But listen, her story is inspirational. You might not be battling something as, you know, I mean, I want to say catastrophic, but you know, Elizabeth is sitting here and she's saying it's a miracle. Um, but, you know, challenges come to us in several different forms. You know, for Elizabeth, it was blindness. For you, it could be an illness. Or for someone else, it could be, you know, um, uh, 
losing the ability to walk, losing the ability to talk. There's so many things that we take for granted on, until we don't have them any longer. So Elizabeth's story, what I took from it is that don't sit there feeling sorry for yourself. You know, take little steps and find the beauty. You know, there's a, you know, the scripture that says find the beauty in the ashes. Find the beauty in it because there is beauty in everything. Once you have breath and you are still in your body, I become so grateful waking up and knowing that I have a body. I'm not, you know, I'm not dead and I'm not a spirit floating around. You're in a body. Once you're in a body, there's work for you to do and you could be grateful. So Elizabeth, thank you very much for sharing your story. Um, uh, and as we wrap up, any last words? I just thank you so much, Verna. And like I say, tell I really want people to really believe in themselves and and, and you can get anywhere. Yes. Because good things can happen to good people too. And don't just count yourself. Yes, yes. All right, guys. Well, listen, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Author's Corner. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love for you to subscribe. If you're listening to this on iTunes, we'd love for you to rate, review, and subscribe as well. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, namaste.